Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. I am so excited for this episode, and I just want to thank you so much for being here to hang out with me today because... You know, today's episode is a little bit different than you might expect. We are in a goal achieving series right now, not a goal setting. We did goal setting the week between Christmas and New Year's. Now, if you missed out on that, you can always go back. It's never too late. I always feel like whenever you're ready is the perfect time for you. So don't feel guilty if you're like, oh my gosh, it is like almost the middle of January and I don't even know what I want to do yet this year. Or maybe you set some goals and they're just not going the way that you want them to go. I highly encourage that you go and do the reset course. You can find it inside Life Balance Membership. It's seven day course. And honestly, you guys, you can do a free seven day trial of Life Balance Membership. So there's really no reason not to do it. It'll walk you through really seeking God, quieting your heart, quieting your mind, And really seeking what he would have for you this year. But then it goes beyond that to really evaluate where you are in key areas of your life so that you can really look at things with a clear mind without any fog, any emotion, and just say, what is the next logical step for me in order to grow? And how would God want me to grow in that particular area? Now, I say that this episode today is a little bit different than what we would normally have in a goal achieving series. So last week, we talked about three tips to help you achieve those goals that you did set. And today I am interviewing someone who achieved her goals last year in the area of her health. Now, when I say she achieved her goals, she like beyond achieved her goals, right? Because sometimes we set goals and we set goals in a measurable way, which is smart, right? In fact, it's exactly what it is. It's called a smart goal. When we set a goal that is measurable and achievable, and she did that, but what she found in the process was so much more. And the reason why I feel like this is such a great episode is one, to give you encouragement on your own path to setting goals and achieving your own goals this year, but to to really shine the light on the journey that happens when we're in the process of achieving a goal, because that is really where the growth comes in. That's where we move closer to God. We get strength from him and we find more of who we were created to be. And the great gifts and talents that God has given us and that we are worthy of achieving our goals. It is definitely a journey process. And then when we achieve the goal, that is just the reward. Now, today I am interviewing my very dear friend, one of my best friends. Her name is Amber Sandberg. You've probably heard her before if you've listened to this podcast before. I have her on quite often because one, she's brilliant in a lot of different areas of life. She's a travel agent. She is very intentional about friendships and relationships. And she's just very different than me in a lot of ways. And I really appreciate about that, about her. I love having her perspective on things. She's also a fellow podcaster and she hosts a show called The Mom Inspired Show. I highly encourage that you go and check it out. She has incredible guests on there and really talks about a lot of things to help inspire you to live a better life. Now, last year, Amber, when she kind of was setting out her word. It's kind of like where I am this year with my word. She knew it was going to be a difficult year. She knew it was a year of growth, of transformation, 
and really, you know, not super fun stuff. (laughs) And she did it anyway. And she went forward with courage and she was able to lose 60 pounds last year, really transformed a lot of relationships in her life and just did amazing things in the process. So I'm so excited to share her story with you. So without further ado, let's get in with my interview with Amber Sandberg. Amber, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on again. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the podcast with me. I love being on your show. And you know, of course, I love talking to you. (laughs) And I'm super excited to have you on today because you have been such an inspiration to me over this course of the last, I don't know, maybe a year and a half with your health journey. And as we're approaching the new year, you know, that's like the most common New Year's resolution or goal or I hate using the word New Year's resolution, but you know, people are always thinking, you know, this year is the year I'm really going to take care of myself. And maybe it's a milestone birthday happening or, or mm-hmm. just feeling a little older or whatever it might be that makes us kind of take a different view of our health or wanting to get our health in order. And you've done amazing things over this last year. Thank you. I totally know what you're saying with like, you know, the New Year's resolution. And mine kind of did line up with that. It did start a little bit before that. I'm always about like, whatever time it is, is the best time to start. So, but I do know that so many people have the momentum in January because they usually indulge in December and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I think this is a a good time to talk about all of this. So I want to start off by talking about where you started and kind of what got you started. But before we get to that, share with our listeners kind of what it is that you have done. And I could share for you, but I kind of want you to say it for yourself. (laughs) So last January, um, I really started, you know, eating differently and stuff like that. And then in February, I started working out on top of that. And so since January, I hit 50 pounds down in October. So in 10 months, I lost 50 pounds. And I'm trying to remember how much body fat. I think I've lost 11% body fat in 23 inches. So that's insane. That's almost two feet. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm like, that's kind of scary that I lost that much. <laughs> but what I love so much about like your journey that you have been on and being able to kind of watch you through that journey and celebrate all the different milestones is that, you know, it's easy to measure inches lost or pounds lost or percentage of body fat, but it's really not even about just the weight loss. And you've really taken a, a huge holistic approach to your health and both mental, physical, Mm -hmm. all of the aspects of it and not just weight loss. And I think sometimes when we are setting health goals, we kind of dive into like, okay, I want to work on my stress or I want to work on weight loss or I want to work on eating better or sleeping better. But you really kind of did all of the above. Now you had mentioned like when you had started, it was a little bit before January. So kind of talk to us a little bit about what that journey was like for you in starting. And was it just Mm -hmm. about weight loss in the beginning? So a few years ago, I had gone to counseling and um, just to work through some things. And I remember talking to her about my weight. And so at the time, my youngest was a baby. And so I was dealing with, you know, gaining weight with pregnancy. But really, I gain weight, I feel like afterwards, it's like I breastfeed. I feel like my body doesn't let go of the weight. I know there's people that are like, oh, I breastfeed and boom the weight drops off. For me, it's kind of like my body's like, you're trying to feed a human. So we are going to keep the weight on. And so that was a struggle in itself. And then just being really tired from having a baby and being up in the middle of the night, I feel like I was eating more carbs, more sugar, coffee, all that stuff to stay awake. So for me, I feel like I gained the weight afterwards, which is really challenging. And so I was just talking to her about 
how it's frustrating and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that kept coming up is just like, I feel like you keep wanting to go to a plan. Like you want to go to a plan. Like, okay, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat, all these kind of things. And she's like, I don't think that's really at first. She was kind of like, I feel like you need to give this to the Lord. But I think that we so much want to be like, no, we just need to do this ourselves. Calories in, calories out, right? You're kind of like, what is the Lord going to do with this? And so I kind of resisted it. And then I think she was, and she was also saying to me how she thinks that, like, I think I need to work on things mentally in regards to that. And I knew what she was saying. And it's not that I didn't disagree, but man, I, I think I really resisted it. I think I just kept going back to, no, I just need to work out and I just need to eat right. But then what would keep happening is I wouldn't lose the weight, even though maybe I'm working out or maybe I'm following a plan and then it's just getting challenging for me. And I'm like, why is this so challenging? And other people around me might be losing the weight, doing the same plan. And then there was times that I worked out really hard and I got really strong, but then I stayed the same weight. And so, you know, that showed me that you can't just work out either. And so I knew that I probably needed to start figuring out the emotional side of things if I actually wanted to move forward and actually get the weight off for good. And so I started going to counseling, I think maybe October or November of last year. And I will say that you don't go into counseling and you're like, oh my goodness, like this just solved all my issues. I mean, so I do want to put that out there that this is kind of a long haul. I mean, so it's not a matter of you go in five sessions in and now you've lost weight. So like I said, I didn't start losing weight until January and I probably started going to counseling like October, November. So I just say that because I think I don't want to tell people this and then they're like, well, I went to counseling and I went to three sessions and I didn't figure out my problem. So right, because um, it can start to become like a formula, just kind of like how yeah. you were looking for the plan. Okay, so yes. the plan is now we go to counseling and then we do the calories yeah. in and calories out. And then we start working out and then I'll be like, yeah. and lose all of the weight. <laughs> exactly. And and my counselor will even say, like, I really, like at the beginning, I was just kind of like, I don't even know if I'm gonna lose weight. And one thing that was really hard for me that I wanted to say, and then we can jump into what you wanted to ask Jenny, um, is that for me, I felt like I had to lose so much weight. I don't know why this like, was so hard for me. But like in my head, I'm like, am I going to do all this work and I'm not going to lose weight? So it's like, you're going to, you feel like you're going to sacrifice all this stuff and then you're not even going to lose weight. Or I have so much weight to lose that even losing 10 pounds, which would be a good amount of weight is not that much if you have to lose a lot. And I always use the reference of just for example, like if you have $100,000 in debt, if you paid off $10,000, $10,000 is a lot of money to pay off on the debt. But you're going to see that as I still have $90,000 of debt to pay off. And so there is part of your brain that goes, this is going to take forever. It's overwhelming. And I'm going to have to endure a lot of discomfort before I really start seeing that ball rolling. And I really struggled with that for a couple months. And and my counselor would would say that even today, that I would say that to her, like, I don't know if this is going to be worth it. Or in the beginning, you're doing a lot of work and you can't see anything and people can't see anything. Like you could be like working out all the time, eating really well, and no one's probably going to even notice. You really have to keep going. And I think that's where doing the mental work is what helps you keep going. Otherwise, I think you're like throwing the towel. This is too much work. I'm not even noticing enough results and this is dumb. 
I'm so glad that you brought that up. As you were talking, I was like, I remember those conversations of thinking ahead to different milestones, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, a birthday or an anniversary or a trip that you were going on and being like, you know, I'm, if I keep losing at this rate, I will be about this weight, which means I'm still not going to be in a different size or yes. no one's going to notice mm-hmm. or, and kind of getting discouraged mm-hmm. with yourself and, and kind of yep. going back to that mental work of what was so important about keeping your focus there. Now, when you're talking about like the mental work and going to counseling, I think that sometimes people can kind of wonder like, what is that actually like? Because it, it mm-hmm. was not just like you went for like <laughs> overeating, you know what I mean? Like it, when we think oh, about like the emotional yeah, component right. to it, mm-hmm. it's not just like about the eating, it's other things too. Well, right. So for me, what I think I realized, because I still am going to counseling, I just don't go as much, but I think in the span of time, what I think I realized is that I truly was numbing out with food to not feel what I would have thought were negative feelings. So if that be sadness, anger, whatever, loneliness. So you think about like, if you eat something, if you eat a cookie or whatever, you're going to get a quick hit of dopamine that's going to kind of bring you up. And so if you're feeling sad or someone has said something to you and you're upset and you're kind of like, I don't want to feel this sadness. You're like, let me eat a cookie and I'm going to get a quick hit of dopamine. That to me was like, oh, this is how you solve the problem. And then I don't have to feel this. And so one thing that has really stood out to me is I really was not trying to feel my feelings. And I think I was trying to numb it out. And so this year, what I've really worked on is trying to sit in those uncomfortable feelings, which is very difficult, especially if you're not used to doing it, because it it can just feel like you're going to be stuck there forever. And there's still days that sometimes I'll say to my counselor, like, I just don't want to be sad forever. And I say this because I kind of freak out when I feel sad, like, because it's like, am I going to just be sad forever? I Like, because I don't want to be sad forever. And so then I want to try to get myself out of it. And so this is where I think it's good to either have a coach or you have a counselor to kind of walk you through that to let you know, like, you're not going to be in this forever. And it's going to be okay. And she'll even say to me, well, but what do you think is forever? I'm like, well, my first response would have been like back in the day, like, I don't even want to feel this for one minute. Okay. But <laughs> now it's expanded to what feels like forever is days, weeks, months. Like, I, I, like that sounds awful to me. But even in her mind, I don't even think she thinks that's forever. And so that's where I'm still working on that because, you know, I think it's easy to panic and be like, oh, like, I don't want to feel this. And what's wrong with me? And, and am I ever going to like feel better or whatever? So it's easy. I can see where people, you know, drink alcohol, they drink the wine, wine o'clock hour, how that's so popular and all these kind of things or totally binge out on TV and or eat or whatever it may be. I can see why this is so easy because it is really hard to really try to sit in your feelings. But I will say that the better you get at it, the easier it becomes. And that's really hard to trust that at the beginning. Um, You kind of just feel like this is so dumb. Why am I doing this? And so you kind of have to have faith in the system that that you are going to get to the other side. I think that that's so valuable. Everything that you just shared about not numbing out and Mm -hmm. looking at what areas that we are numbing out, because whether it is food related or social media related or whatever it is, but these are the things that keep us from getting where we want to go, whether it's in our health or our marriage or being the mom that we want to be is that we find ways to numb out and not just fully sit in our feelings Mm -hmm. and our emotions. And, And I'm finding even through our conversations 
that when you can really sit in those feelings and feel them and examine them and bring Mm -hmm. them before the Lord, like that's where change happens and life happens and growth happens. And it's not comfortable by any means, but that's, that's almost like where the good stuff really is. Yeah, I agree. As crappy as it is, it feels, (laughs) it doesn't feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Now, one of the things I want you to talk on to kind of going back to the beginning. So I remember at the very beginning of your journey, as you were a little apprehensive and a little bit like wondering if, if all of it was going to work or if you were going to see any results or if it was always going to be this way, but you really had to make a decision to focus on this. And I remember one of the things that you said is you need to focus on your health like it's your job. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had met with someone and I was talking to her about the podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have a podcast and I was just trying to figure out stuff for the podcast, the business side of things. And um, she was just saying, you know, you have to pick which one's going to be your top priority. And I think a lot of us think that we can do everything at the same level and you can't like something has to drop down so that you can then put more energy to something else. And obviously it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a mom and a wife and a friend or whatever, but some things had to go more in the back burner because things still had to keep going. I can't just be like, oh, I'm just going away for a year, but I needed to move this to the top. And so that meant that I restructured my schedule. Like I didn't do podcast interviews in the morning. I'm also a travel agent. And so I wasn't really working with clients right in the beginning in the morning because in the past, what I was realizing is I was letting all of that come in first. And then I was hoping to be able to work out and do all of that second, which we all know how that goes. So, you know, so if you are working full time, especially like at a traditional job, what that would look like is you either figure out how do you work out in the morning using working out, for example, working out in the morning before work, or if you have a gym or access to a gym somewhere for lunch, or you have set up with your husband, I'm going right after work. And so in making that commitment. And so that's something for me that I realized I needed to do. And so I had to restructure things as if that was almost my job. Like you wouldn't just show up for your job. And so I had to kind of make that almost like if you had a client and you had a client meeting and you're not gonna be like, well, you know, I kind of just rather watch Netflix and, you know, meet with my client. No, I needed to make sure that got onto the schedule and that was happening. And so for me, I knew that if I didn't make this a priority, it really wasn't going to change because I already saw that the past two years. I kept saying that I wanted to do this and then it, it wasn't changing. And also to the catalyst, I feel like, I mean, obviously I wanted to lose weight to lose weight because I just don't want to be overweight and, you know, carrying around the extra pounds and stuff like that. It just didn't feel good. And it just didn't feel like myself. But my parents are just not in the healthiest state. And I have a young mom and she's in her like low 60s. And I just was like, you know what, if I don't change now, then I could be in that situation when I'm in my 60s. So it needs to change now. And so that kind of was a catalyst for me to be like, I wanted to be stronger. One thing that I saw with them is I just felt like they didn't have the strength. So one thing that stood out to me was it's not just about being thinner. I didn't want to be a thinner person. A goal of mine is I wanted to be someone when you looked at me that you thought, oh, she looks fit. Like she looks like she works out, not in the sense of like, oh, I have a six pack, whatever, but you could almost tell that I was athletic. And and for me, because if you're athletic and you're strong, then you're able to do more life things. Like, you know, like 
you know, with occupational therapy, right, with people they're trying to help you do stuff, it's like they have to start with the basics of squatting down and doing all these things. And as you get older, if you're not doing that, everything becomes hard, like bending down, getting up off the floor, even simple things like that. So some of the workouts that I've done, you know, you do surrenders, which I do not like. You have to go down on your knees and then you come up. That, that is very hard. But as you get older, that gets even harder to do to get and just getting off the floor and getting up. So I just knew that like I need to start building up my strength and I just want to be someone who when you think of me that you're like, wow, she's really strong. So I think I also took the goal of being like, I didn't want people to just feel like, oh, like you're thin. Like that, that right. wasn't, that wasn't the goal of mine. I wanted people to be like, wow, you're fast, you're strong. And I think changing that also helped versus just being like, I just want to lose a lot of weight so I can be skinny. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely noticed that that was like a, a big piece to you as you went throughout the journey. Like it became from losing weight to really kind of transitioning to all kinds of different things of being stronger, both physically and I think mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, of strength that was gained from that. But you also did a lot of other things kind of as you went throughout your journey that, like I said at the beginning, it was really more of a holistic health approach. So talk to us about some of those other things that were beyond weight loss, the benefits that you found or the different adjustments that you made to your lifestyle. Yeah. So I think what Jenny might be referring to is for me, I, I live in Tennessee. I live in Nashville. It's a bowl, meaning like the allergies are really, I know, they're bad here because it just kind of settles. And so I'm from Michigan originally. And I have realized since having my second daughter that I now am more prone to allergies because that happens. Pregnancies can bring that on. And so for me, if I consume a lot of dairy, I can feel that all of my sinuses. Well, the past two years, I've been taking steroid shots, which I hadn't taken before, but I didn't want to take antibiotics. Just didn't want to deal with like, oh, I got to get like all the probiotics back in and then is it messing up my gut and so on. But I didn't realize with steroids that that could make you gain weight. And I think that's part of what made me gain weight the two years prior because then I got to my heaviest weight. I'm not saying that's the only thing. But I didn't realize that you could gain weight just on a steroid shot. I knew if you were on steroids, like, you know, medication that that can cause weight gain. So anyway, I knew, so in March, so what happened is I actually got an infection in my eye, I had just started working out. I don't normally wear glasses. I normally wear contacts. And I'm like, I have, like, do I have pink eye? I'm like, this is crazy. And my eye doctor's like, no, you have an infection. And it's probably because of, you know, being inflamed in your sinuses and it and it's moved up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, so then I didn't work out, which then threw off my plan. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so frustrating because I just, I literally had just started working out and uh, maybe for a couple of weeks. So this was kind of a setback for me, which was really frustrating. And I realized I needed to take out the dairy. And, and I knew I had to watch it sometimes, but I'm like, I just need to take this out. I don't want to be dealing with this. And I think it causes inflammation in my body. It's not like that for everyone. But for me, I just know that I need to be careful with it um, because then I'm going to have to go on antibiotics or get an infection and all that kind of stuff. So that's one thing that I was paying attention to, to try to, you know, just keep myself healthier. And then there was times too that I knew like my knee, I had torn my meniscus and I had surgery like 10 years ago. I think at times if I eat a lot of gluten, it starts irritating my knee again, because it's inflammation causing like to your body. And so I think for me, I became very hyper 
sensitive, maybe hyper aware of like what was going on. Like if I felt off and to be like, okay, am I consuming more or like sugar, you know, because there were times that my knee wasn't bothering me. And then I'm like, why is it bothering me now? And stuff like that. So just those kind of things of just paying attention. And I'm sometimes leery to tell people that because I think people will be like, okay, that I'm just cutting out dairy and gluten, all that stuff and going really strict. And that that's not why I did it. Because if you can get by eating everything and have a weight loss, I think that that makes your life easier. But if you are noticing that you kind of have a negative impact eating certain foods, and I think you need to look into it because really then you're just taking care of your body. You know, I, I'm not taking out dairy so that I can lose weight. It's just yeah. me paying attention and listening to what is best for my body. And as your friend watching you go through this journey, I think that that's the thing that I've been most inspired by is how you've really kind of transitioned into caring for yourself and being aware of what's going on with yourself mentally, energy wise, how you're feeling in your body, you know, and, and responding and, and actually taking care of yourself versus like brushing it under the rug and just like soldiering on and moving things forward. Like you have just changed in the way that you I don't want to say love yourself because it sounds mm. so woo, but you know, you, you've, you know what I mean? But you've, you've almost like you're respecting yeah. yourself in a different way than you have before. Yeah. And I think, you know, so many people think self-care is about like going to the spa and all that, but honestly, self-care, like listening to your body when, when yes. it's talking to you is taking care of yourself. And yep. so I did a YouTube video on that once. Yeah. And so I feel like you need to really listen. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. We were working out. We were doing a plyometric workout, which I don't normally like to do, but I was gone all last week and didn't work out. So like I told you, I have the torn meniscus. So I have to be careful of my knee and I also have adrenal issues. And so I always have to be careful when we're doing like really like jumping and hit workouts and stuff like that. And I was talking to this girl before we started and I'm like, yeah, I have to be careful with this because I will feel tired my adrenals will be like tired. And she's like, that's really good that you can listen to your body. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's no point in me pushing just to be pushing myself in a class if I'm going to like die like afterwards. And so I think you really have to be okay with modifying down, doing things differently, being okay with that, talking to the trainer saying, hey, listen, I have this. So if you see me kind of like slowing down, I'm not phoning it in. It's just, this is what I got to do like so that I can keep going and sticking up for yourself and being okay with this is what your level is. And it may not look like someone else's level and being okay with that. But I think it's hard at the beginning, especially to be like that. But hey, when I was my heaviest, and I'm working out with all these girls that are super tiny, I mean, that in itself was so challenging. So I'm like, if I can start at that heavy weight, and come down, then I feel like, to me, I'm like, I can I'm not saying I can do anything, but I'm just like, I'm okay with being like, yeah, I'm not going to kill myself. Like, I mean, th there's no point of doing it because if you get hurt or whatever, that's going to put you out longer and then you got to start all over again, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely know. <laughs> uh, but I think that that goes back to the mental piece of it too, of when you're working on that mental part, because it's, it's accepting that it's going to be a journey and that it's not just a a quick fix, short-term thing. I mean, yeah. one thing that you're always saying to me is like, whatever it is that you're going to do to lose the weight, you have to be prepared mm -hmm. to do that forever. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I kind of applied this to this journey. I remember when I was young and I'd started school a little bit later. It just, I worked out that way with college and I was working and sending myself through school and I was able to get my master's. And 
I remember telling my grandma, so you got to think about like being young. Like you're like, okay, everybody's already graduated. They're 22. Okay. So I was 22 starting, but I was in like in an accelerated program and working, um, doing an online program and all that. And I remember saying to her that I'm going to be 26 getting my master's. That seemed really, that seemed old at the time because again, you're young. Okay. Now I'm like, that's like so young. Um, (laughs) But most people are getting their master's by 24 if they had finished at 22. And she was like, you're going to be 26 with or without your master's. And I was like, that is so true. But it's so easy to think like, oh, I got to get it by this time. Or I got to, you know what I mean? Like you get into this like panic kind of. And I do think that big birthdays are great goals. But I'm going to tell you guys this. If you're 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, whatever age you are, do not use that as your marker. Because I just feel like if you don't hit it, you're going to feel so devastated. To me, I just say, just start it no matter where you are. Because listen, I, I was past a big birthday. I had hit 40. I was hoping I was going to be the weight that I was. Jenny even knows this. I was so sad about it. I think that made me turning 40 even worse because I was like, I'm not even the weight that I wanted to be. And uh, and it, it really just, it, it made me sad. It's like, that's not what I wanted. So anyways, if I would have just known, well, Amber, when you turn 41, that's really what's going to change. I would have been so sad at 40. So I, I'm just saying like, don't let that define things. And also do not let vacations or trips like define it either because I feel like it doesn't work. I feel like using those things it just doesn't work mentally. I just say, just start it. And I would give yourself a really long time frame. I knew for myself that for how much weight I wanted to lose, I kind of was like, let's just give myself at least a year, maybe 18 months. And then like, let's see. And I actually lost, you know, quicker than I thought, you know, and um, so it worked out well. But I think if you give yourself a longer goal, I think it doesn't put so much pressure on you, which then kind of like what you were saying, the stress then kind of causes you to hold on to the weight or not lose it. And so I think you need to be willing to give yourself a longer time frame. And if you hit it earlier, then, you know, that's just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that that's such a great idea because sometimes you, and I'm guilty of this, like I think, okay, well, if I work really hard, I could lose two pounds a week. So if I do the math and I look at the calendar, then I should be this weight by that date. And then, you know, and yeah. then the first week you lose three pounds and the next week you gain half a pound and then you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm off yeah. where I'm tracked. So I might as well just give up. Yeah, but I like yeah, the idea of looking further yeah. out. And one thing that I had heard um, from someone that you need to have fun doing it. I, and then Jenny can, Jenny can vouch for me on this, like that I really never white knuckled it through. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to go on this really strict diet I'm going to just, you know, go really crazy and I'm going to, you know, lose 20 pounds in, you know, six weeks and knock it out. But it's not realistic. And so if you aren't really having a good time <laughs> uh, losing weight, meaning like if you feel like your life sucks, then that's probably not what you need to be doing. And, and what people freak out about is then they're like, oh, that I'm going to lose weight slower. Well, yeah, but the hopes is that you're never going to have to lose this weight again. And that really was the key for me that I'm like, I, I, I don't want to lose this weight again. So I need to lose this where I can then keep it off. Not where I'm just like holding on for dear life. And yes, it's technically off, but now I've just gained half that weight back in three months. Yeah, that's so good. Now, Amber, with you kind of where you're at now and looking back to where you started, what obstacles came up for you that maybe you didn't expect to come up or that you look back and you're thinking, 
Like that was like a, I could have given up then, but I didn't. You know, so there's just, I think a lot of life stuff happening um, for me that was just hard emotionally. That would have been very easy to just kind of be like, you know what, I just want to do nothing and eat whatever I want. And I just want to not feel all these feelings that I'm feeling. And like I said, my knee was kind of flaring up and then my shoulder started flaring up, which is weird. And so I had to go to PT and have them work on my shoulder and I had this laser done and that really helped. But like, it was screwing me up trying to do my weights with my shoulder. So, and it's both on the right side. So I have my shoulder that's off and my knee is off. So you can only imagine like, how are you doing workouts well if your shoulder and your knee do not feel well? And it would have been really easy to just be like, you know what, this is dumb. Why am I going to even do this? Like, I guess I can't go any further, but I just was like, I need to keep going. Like I needed to pay the money to see the PT. And that's, and that's another thing. I think people are like, oh, it's going to cost money. But for me, I'm like, if I, I'm not going to hit my goal if I don't fix this problem. And again, that's where it comes into, this is my top priority. So I might not have been able to do as fun things because now money's going into PT. But again, it was all going towards my goal. And I think those are the things that you have to think about. Are the things that you're doing and paying for going to your main goal? Because there was a lot of things that I wasn't doing because I was focusing on, you know, losing weight and getting healthy and all that kind of stuff. So the other things too that could have been um, a challenge is just going on vacations and stuff like that and not blowing it, you know, not going like, hey, I'm just going to do whatever I want and then come back and give up. Or another thing could be that you kind of, you know, kind of fall off the wagon a little bit. And then it's so easy to just be like, well, you know, I already screwed up. So might as well just stay doing this. I turned myself around pretty quickly. And those are the things that I think because of working on myself mentally that I was able to do that. Like I could see my turnaround happening faster versus me just kind of getting stuck in this. And then, um, I don't know, is there anything else, Jenny, that you are thinking of specifically that you want me to talk about with challenges? No, I just know that, you know, whenever anyone is going about any kind of big life change, whether it's weight loss or, you know, turning around their finances or whatever it is that they are really trying to rebuild for themselves, there's always going to be obstacles. I mean, we all have obstacles in life and things that that derail us. But I think that that's the thing that's impressed me the most is that even with some emotional things that have happened and family things and any kind of setback you can imagine that would normally knowing you and knowing me and knowing, you know, how a lot of us work would have been something that that moved you off of your goal. But one of the things that I think is so inspiring, Amber, is that at the very beginning, you made a very conscious decision to make this your priority. And then you remade that decision over and over and over again. And if you were going on a trip, it was always thinking ahead of of what you're doing for food. Are you going to be able to work out while you're there? Like when you would go home to Michigan, you were like, well, I can go and work out on a couple days there. And then when I come back, even if you didn't feel like it, you made yourself go back to the gym to kind of get back into those habits and moving things forward, which I think is, you know, admirable because it's so easy to just, give up or to give Mm -hmm. yourself that, that wiggle room. And I think that that's really where the balance part comes in is that you paid attention to yourself to listen, to say, I'm not going to push myself on this workout because it's going to affect my adrenals, or I'm going to rest this afternoon and just watch a TV show versus doing something else because I need to kind of relax. And you would pay attention to those things, but it didn't justify skipping a workout. 
Or if you were wanting something that's more carbs, you chose like a healthier version of what you would have before. You know what I mean? Like you never Mm -hmm. gave into justifications, but you did modify when you needed to. And I think that that is such a a key thing and and hard sometimes to to distinguish between those two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think too, this is where the mental component part comes in because I think if you're really not trying to figure out yourself, like as moms too, it's so easy to lose ourselves. So I think a lot of times we fill that hole with food or alcohol or whatever it is, right? And because that's a quick fix and it is so easy to lose ourselves. So I think if you're, if you're working on your mental self, I think that helps you to refine yourself again. And then as you're refining yourself, I don't feel like you have to reach for the food as much. And I will say, you guys, it's not that it, I don't ever eat things that are like that I didn't plan on eating or whatever. No, that does happen. It totally does. I mean, I was just at the beach last week and eating foods that I might not normally eat and stuff like that. And so I don't want you guys to walk away and be like, wow, she eats so well. And, you know, you have to do it that way in order to lose weight. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think the more that, you know about yourself and then you're taking care of yourself. I don't think that you feel that strong need to then fill it with food. Yeah, I think that that's so good. Okay, Amber, so we talked about the obstacles and how you overcame them. But now that you're on the, well, I don't want to say on the other side, but now that you are where you're at, yeah. talk to me about some of the the benefits that you have found, because I know a lot of it, and you kind of alluded to this just a few minutes ago, but you really have kind of found yourself mm-hmm. in this process as well, like reconnected almost in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. You just said like, what are some of the benefits? This is just a funny story. And I know we don't have a ton of time, but I was trying on some Spiri boots and I was in the store with my friend and I literally could just stand and like pull off the boot like I was a flamingo. You know what I mean? Like you could pull your leg all the way up. <laughs> like normally I would have to sit down and then I probably would just be like breathing heavy like ah! and uh, <laughs> and like those kind of little things that I'm like, oh, but that goes back to the whole like what I was talking about with getting older and aging. Like you don't see older people pulling their leg up to their midsection. And that's my point. Like I want to be able to do all that kind of stuff, you know? And so anyway, that was just a story that stood out to me because I will tell you, it was getting harder for me to tie my five-year-old's tennis shoes, like crunching down because there's just too much weight in my upper half. And I was like, this is ridiculous that I'm like getting out of breath. And so even little things that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how did I let myself get that way? You know what I mean? But but at the same time, not shaming myself and really being like, yeah, you suck. So that is a big key that that's not going to help you at all. Like shaming yourself the whole time. So I, I do want to say that, but just like finding myself again and just being like, oh yeah, like I actually had style. Like I really, you know, I like wearing certain clothes and just re trying to figure out like, who am I now? Like, what do I dress like at this weight and being this size? And And that's just been really fun. And and it's something that to be excited about, you know, and as moms, it's very easy just to be like, I'm the mom or I'm the worker or I'm this. And it's like, you kind of just forget like, yeah, but who are you as Amber or whoever you are as a person and what is your style? And, you know, before I was just trying to dress to look good enough and like, what can make me look the best at the weight that I was and where now it's like, no, I actually want to wear this because this is what 
the style I really like. That's so good. That's so good. And they, you know, as your friend watching you go through the journey, one of the big benefits that I have seen in your weight loss is the personal strength. Because you talked about like the physical strength and being mm-hmm. strong, but I have really seen the more inner strength and just the way that you stand up for yourself. Not that you're ever a pushover by any means, but you just have like a, it's almost like a strong piece about you of certainty of knowing who it is that you are, what it is that you want. And I know sometimes you might not feel that way, but as a friend, I've definitely seen this strength kind of glow Mm. from you and just in stepping into who you really are. I don't think it's about finding out who you are becoming, like you're a different Mm. person. It's, Mm -hmm. It's really stepping into who all of God created you to be from the beginning. Yeah, and that's where it's really cool to have friends, right? And uh, because they walk alongside you and they notice things that you may not even realize, kind of like what Jenny's doing is and pointing that out. So, you know, there's going to be things that you guys, when you go through this journey that you'll be like, I don't even know. But that's why it's good to have people alongside you to be like, no, do you know what I notice? And then you're like, wow, okay, that's really cool. So it's good to have that. Because I mean, I don't know if I would have necessarily really thought that without Jenny saying that. So, you know, That's where it helps to have close friends around you in a community. Yeah, it's been so inspiring to watch. Now, I have one more question for you. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to kind of share a little bit about a series that you're doing where you're really kind of diving more into like what you actually did. Um, Because we don't have time to go in through all of that on this this particular Mm -hmm. show. But the last question that I have for you, Amber, because there are going to be people who are on the other side of the journey from where you are now. They're just starting. Maybe they've already started. Maybe they're looking for that quick fix or the formula of, you know, what program it's going to be and and realizing after listening to your story that it's going to be a bigger journey. If you could go back and talk to yourself Mm -hmm. and say one thing to yourself that when you were starting this journey, what would it be? It would be to not give up. Like you literally just have to keep going. And I say that because it's, like I said, it's very easy to throw in the towel if you mess up, but you just need to keep going. And I think this is where I was saying the trap of trying to do something by a certain like event or whatever, it kind of puts you into a panic. And then I think it creates the white knuckling. So give yourself enough time and then just keep going. It'll eventually show up. Like it's probably going to take time at the beginning. You probably won't notice anything. People probably won't notice anything, but just have the faith to keep going and eventually you'll start to notice. I love that. And the reason why I love, I say that I just love that because it's not like you did a program. You really just went to work on yourself and, mm-hmm. and took it for, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself to where I want myself to be. Not just the number on the scale, but yeah. all of the Amber, which I think is yes. incredible. Yeah. So now I have been pushing you to share a little bit more about your journey Yeah, <laughs> because I think it's so, Remarkable and amazing. And just to watch you bloom in the way that you have by going through this journey. And like I said, that inner strength that I've seen come through. And you're going to be sharing with mm-hmm. your audience over on your podcast more about this journey and what it yeah. is that you did and the products that you used and mm-hmm. in a lot more detail. So share with yeah. us a little bit about that series and when can people expect to listen yeah. to it? Yeah. So I um, am the host of the Mom Inspired Show. And I've had people ask me, what am I doing? You know, people have seen my weight loss, especially the people that I work out with. 
And I figured I probably need to talk about this more in detail. And like Jenny said, we can't dive into it all now. So I'm going to break it up over several episodes in December. So this comes out in January. So you you guys can go back to it. And I'm sure Jenny will link all of that. And I'm just going to kind of go through the emotional component of things like, you know, deeper, deeper than what Jenny and I were talking about. Like she just said, there's products I used again, though, like you're not going to like take collagen. Okay. And your life is going to be completely changed. Okay. So I wish it was I, that easy. <laughs> yes. Cause Jenny does have that mindset that like, she, she's <laughs> like, I'm going to take this and my hair is going to be to my ankles. I'm always thinking if you just find the right pressure point <laughs> or something, you know, yeah. Yeah. take the right vitamin. I'm always, I'm exactly. always thinking like I'm just in yeah. deficient in one supplement. Right. So I do go through like what I'm taking, why I'm taking it and all that kind of stuff. But again, this is all very holistic. Okay. It's not one thing and you're like, boom. And then I'm going to talk about my working out and just kind of a lot of stuff in detail. And so that you guys like, and what I'm hoping is, is that it will inspire you and you can really relate to it and you can kind of grab um, what you need from it and run with it and stuff like that. Because I do think people really want to know the nuts and bolts of things when people have lost weight. And so I do want to break it down into the different sections of what I felt worked for me in hopes that it will help others and that I'll inspire other people and just, you know, encourage them that they can do it too. I so love that you are doing that series and we will be linking to all of that in the show notes for this episode. I hope everyone goes back and listens. And if you haven't yet subscribed to Amber's show, I hope that you do so because it is full of a lot of really great information. Amber, thank you so much for sharing so transparently about your journey. I know that this was maybe not the easiest thing to get to, but I think it is a little bit easier now that you're on the side of the journey. Because we've talked about the whole time. Yeah. Like this should be something that you share. And I know yeah. you're not quite too sure. So I'm glad mm-hmm. to see that you're sharing your journey. Yeah. I mean, thank you for having me on and, and being able to share my story. And, you know, I really, I know what it's like to feel kind of lost and, you know, you might feel a little bit desperate to figure out what to do. And I, I hope that this gives you um, that kickstart to start changing things around. And I know how it feels. And so if you get hope from this or encouragement, it just makes me happy to share my story in order for you guys to get that. Awesome. Thanks so much, friend. Thank you. Well, there you go. I hope that Amber's story inspires you as much as she has inspired me over this last year, walking out this journey with her and just seeing her growth that she has had. Now, the series that she talks about is currently live, so you can go to the Mom Inspired Show and check out all of the episodes. They're very informative as well as inspiring. So if you are trying to do something different with your health this year, I think that you will really find a lot of value in the series that she's recently done on this very topic. Now, at the beginning of the show, I talked about our new year reset. And if that is something that you are interested in taking advantage of, you can go to lifebalancemembership.com or you can upgrade right inside the Your Life Rocks app. And speaking of the app, the January Lifestyle Guide is live in there. So I hope that you check it out for more tips and inspiration to help you grow in all areas of life. It's just another free resource that we provide here at Your Life Rocks. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. 
Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.